Father, we thank you that you are good, that you are faithful, that you're always with us. We thank you for this time of worship this morning. Be with us now, Lord, as we hear from your word, as we learn and we grow together. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning and welcome to High Point. My name is Amy Hubbard. I'm one of the leadership team here. We're so glad you could be with us this morning as we have church online. Um, Before we get into the message this morning, I want to remind everyone that you can give online this morning. We encourage um, uh, our church family to be generous in our giving, and you guys really have been. And during this um, church online season, you've been so generous to give to the needs of the church and the community, and we thank you for that. If you are interested in giving this morning, you can text HPINFO to 97000. And you'll immediately be sent a link to all the info you need, plus everything that's going on in the church as well. You can also go to our website, uh, highpointatl.church, and click Give, and it'll take you right to where you can do that. So thank you for giving this morning. We're beginning a new series this morning called Living Life on Purpose. We're really excited about this. This is... Uh, a common theme that people come back to, which is, how can my life have meaning? How can I uh, live each day knowing that I'm living on purpose? Uh, If you have ever felt aimless or unfocused, if you wonder maybe how to live your life differently as a result of your faith in God, we really hope this series helps. So for the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about purpose because we believe that God has purpose and mission for each one of us and that if you're a Christ follower, you are called and empowered by God to walk in that purpose every day. So here's the question that I want to dig into a little bit this morning. How can we feel sure that we're living in God's purpose for our lives when maybe things don't work out? like we thought they would. Or when circumstances are hard. You know, this year is a good example of when things haven't gone like we all planned for them to go on January 1st, right, of 2020. How can we know that we're living in in purpose when maybe the goals we've set, we just realize, "Mm, that's just not going to happen? Or how do we know that we're living in God's purposes when we do achieve that big thing that we've been working towards. Have you ever done that where you've set a goal, you've made a plan, and then that thing has happened? You achieved that goal. And then sometimes there can be a little part of you that just goes, well, now now what do I do? Like, now what? What's next? What's going to happen next? I've certainly been in a place, and you probably have too, where things haven't gone like I thought they would. And then I was forced to really stop and consider Lord, what is your purpose for me in this moment? Because it isn't what I thought it was going to be. And now what? Now what do I do? Well, today we're going to talk about how, even in times like that, we can live our lives on purpose. So as I was prepping for this message, I thought of a time uh, several years ago now. In 2012, Jason and I, my husband, uh, were leading a church in Sydney, Australia, and It had been a very busy few years. We had a young family. We were pastoring a growing and active church. There was just a lot going on. And so towards the end of 2011, I had really spent the holiday break 
uh, really praying for the coming year and asking God to give me a strategy for the women's ministry and just other things that were going on. And I, coming into 2012, I was just really excited. I felt like God had given me some specific strategy and some plans, and I just had a real sense of what God had, was, was calling me to in that time, and a real sense of maybe what my purpose was going to be for 2012. Well, so I was super, super excited. And then in February of that year, so maybe just a month in, I found out that I had cancer. And that diagnosis, of course, changed everything. And so there's a lot I could say about that. And some of you listening have been through something like that. And you know what I'm talking about, that there's just you know, an onslaught of different stresses and and upheaval that comes into your life. And in the midst of all that, all the the stress and the fear maybe regarding my diagnosis and praying and seeking God and having faith, um, I also remember this. I remember feeling so frustrated, even angry, that the plans I had made for the year, I knew now were not going to happen the strategy I had made, the goals for ministry, the things I wanted to do in the life of the church, I kind of knew it's all going to go on the back burner because obviously I had to tend to my own health and the treatment and the things that need to happen to recover. And that's okay, right? And I knew that like life would go on, but in that moment, I just remember being like, oh, I was excited, Lord. I had plans. I had stuff that I wanted to do and now, now none of it's going to happen. And I do remember praying in the midst of feeling, honestly, kind of shipwrecked, you know? I remember praying, Lord, if I have to go through this, let it bring you glory. If this is, what, if this is the road that I'm walking, Lord, be glorified in that moment. So... How can we live life on purpose when life sometimes isn't what we thought? Or maybe when we achieve it, whatever it may have been, and then we wonder what to do now. So today we're going to talk about how we can know what our purpose is no matter what. First, I want to start by talking for just a minute about the difference between calling and purpose. Because sometimes we can confuse the two or maybe use them interchangeably, one word with the other. So calling is something that God can bring into your life. God can call you to do something. And it can be seasonal based on your life circumstances, based on things God has put on your heart to do for a certain time in your life. Calling can be influenced by your giftings, by things that excite you and that you're passionate about, by even your personality and things that you're just well-suited to do. A calling can be a specific role, a specific pathway that God leads you toward. Calling can really last for a time, a season of your life, and then conclude as God, God calls you into something else. For example, Jason and I were called for a season of time to plant and pastor that church in Sydney. And then we transitioned out of that into something else. So that, that's really a way to think of calling, something that can be uh, seasonal in your life. Your purpose, however, is more foundational 
It carries through your entire life, through different seasons, through different careers, through different phases of your life. So your purpose comes from God. And to be honest, you don't really have much to do with it. In fact, the scriptures make clear that it's actually not our purpose for our life. It's God's purpose for our life. And that scripture actually uses that phrase again and again and again. Now I'm going to read to you a couple of uh, scriptures. We're going to put them up on your screen so you can see them. And I want you to pay attention how they reference purpose. Psalm 57.2 says, I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. Proverbs 19.21 says, You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. And then finally, Romans 8.28 says this, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to His purpose for them. What's the common thread here? Every time it talks about God calling us, it says He is fulfilling His purpose in your life. That doesn't, it's not saying that God comes alongside you and gives you a little energy boost so that you can do the thing that you wanted to do. You know, God's purpose for you, God's power in your life is not like a little spiritual Red Bull drink, you know, that then gives you energy to go ahead and do the thing that you were going to do, right? Yeah, it gives you wings, right? It's God's purpose for your life, and it comes from Him. It originates with God, and He puts that into your life. Here's a way of summing it up that um, has been in use for hundreds of years, okay? So this phrase that I'm about to share with you has been road-tested and proven for almost 600 years now, okay? How many of you have ever heard of the Westminster Catechism? I see hands going up all over this room. No, there's like three people in this room. (laughs) The Westminster Catechism is a system that was created in the mid-1400s, okay? Hang with me. It's a little church history. It'll only take a minute, but it's really interesting. In the mid-1400s, it was created as a way to teach people the fundamentals of the faith. It was created in the Church of Scotland, and it was a series of questions and answers, and people would memorize it. Okay, now there's 107 questions and answers in the Westminster Catechism. So I hope that you brought a lunch because we're going to start with one. We're going to, no, we're not going to go through all of them. I'm just going to tell you the first one, okay? And that is where we're going to camp out for just a moment, okay? The first question in this Westminster Catechism is this. What is the chief end of man? What is the chief end of man? And the answer that through the ages people have been taught to that question is, man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. I love that so much. Not only to glorify God is our purpose, but to enjoy Him forever is our purpose. So if you are God's creation, spoiler alert, you are God's creation. 
your purpose, okay, is to glorify and honor God in the way you live your life. Now, remember, purpose isn't necessarily the same thing as calling, right? Calling can change with seasons, and it can be specific. It can be you're called to plant, start this business. You're called to go to grad school, all those things, right? Those are all great things. Your purpose is to glorify and honor God with your life, no matter what you might be doing. So what does that actually mean? Glorifying God, it sounds kind of like an archaic expression. So what does it mean to glorify God? So here's a simple explanation that helps me, and I'm hoping that it might help you as well today. To glorify God means to act, live, speak, and interact with others in a way that reflects the attributes of God. To glorify God means that we not only worship God, right, but that we reflect His goodness to those around us by the way we live. It's like this. Your life can be a big flashing arrow pointing others to God. Your life makes much of God. When people look at you, the way you conduct yourself, the way you live, they want to know God more because you've pointed them in His direction. Now, glorifying God with your life does not mean that you are perfect. doesn't mean that, that from here on out, it's smooth sailing, you make no mistakes, everything goes great. That's not glorifying God. Do you know that you can bring glory and honor to God by the way you deal with it when you make a mistake, when you disappoint someone, when you mess up? The attributes of God can be seen in you by the way you handle failure. When you approach someone with humility, people can see the humility of God. When you handle something with grace and when you give grace to other people, people see the grace of God. Our purpose is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Now, this purpose can find expression in lots of different ways, okay, through the different things that God may call you to do. Here's a way to think about that, okay? Think about purpose, glorifying God, remember? That's the one takeaway, okay? If you only remember one thing, remember that. Think about purpose being the foundation of a house, right? The concrete slab, the hole that's dug, the concrete slab that's poured when a house is built. That's your bedrock purpose. And think about the house that's built on top of that foundation as maybe the things that God has called you to. So my house is gonna look different than Miriam's house, right? Because I'm gonna maybe do different things with my life. My, my house might look different than hers, but our foundation is the same. And that foundation, that purpose of glorifying God and honoring Him with our lives is what supports the structure of the calling that you pursue in God. And it might look different at different times of your life. And calling is important. When you're building a house, you pay attention to it. You pay attention to the the window treatments and the fixtures and the flooring and all those fun things. But all of that will falter if there's not that solid foundation underneath. 
Now, last week at our church in the park, Pastor Andy referenced this idea of the foundation. But it didn't come up, Andy didn't come up with that on his own, of course. That was Jesus who first told that story in the scriptures. And we're going to look at that for just a moment. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27, Jesus is telling a story to his disciples, and this is what he says. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Verse 26, but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Notice that in this parable, both houses, the one on the rock, the one on the sand, dealt with storms, unexpected winds and changes. They both dealt with disruption. But the one that had the house built on this steady and strong foundation is the one that stood. Now the analogy is clear. When our lives are structured and built on the the knowledge and the understanding that God is the one who sets the purpose for your life. That gives us strength to then pursue the specific things God wants us to do with our life. If I know that whatever I'm doing with my life, it's because I want to glorify God. I want to reflect Him to the world around me. That's the reason for all of it. But here's the thing. I know that we all want answers. We all want specific answers to the big questions of our lives. And so maybe when you heard today that we were doing a sermon series on purpose, that's maybe what you were hoping uh, to get some insight into. You know, should, Lord, should I start this business? Um, Lord, should I pursue that promotion? Should I marry this person? Should I, you know, what college should I go to? Look, those are important questions. And we all have things in our lives that we're really seeking God's wisdom and insight for, and rightly so. You should be asking those big questions of God. The scriptures are clear that God cares deeply about the direction and the details of your life. In fact, Jesus even said, the very hair on your head, everyone is numbered. He knows and he cares. But before we seek those specific answers to how we're going to build our house. What are the details and the structure of our own house? We have to first think about and understand, is our foundation built? Is my foundation grounded in the understanding that I'm here on earth to fulfill God's purpose for me? That it's His purpose and not mine. My purpose is to seek to glorify God, to obey Him in all that I do. See, that's what undergirds and strengthens the choices and the decisions that I make with my my life. So even when my plans back in 2012 were derailed by an unexpected diagnosis and change, 
And to be honest, similar derailments have happened a few times since then. And I'm sure if we were face to face, you could tell me your own stories. We have all been there. But even then, you guys, my purpose never changed. God's purpose for me, for you, for all of us, is to reflect his character in the world, to glorify God. Now, this kind of life is not reserved for pastors, for missionaries, for some kind of commando, special forces, Navy SEAL type of Christian, okay? Sometimes it's easy uh, to think that. It's for everyone. If God created you, and he did, you already know what your purpose is. It's to honor him with your life. And that's really step one to living your life on purpose, is knowing that, number one, your life belongs to God. You will offer... See, God made us to worship him. And when we don't worship and offer our lives to him, we're still made to do that. So we're still going to do it towards something or someone. And so if you are not glorifying and honoring God with your life, you're still wired to do it. So it might be that you glorify and honor your job or um, you know, your family or a certain uh, political affiliation. You are made to glorify and honor something. Choose to glorify and honor God with your life. Step two into living on purpose is that whatever calling, specific thing you might be pursuing at a certain point, maybe you're raising kids, maybe you feel like you should write a book, whatever it might be, through it all, living your life on purpose means that you know you're made to glorify God. But you have to choose it. We choose it every day. So as we close today, it's time to resolve in your heart for the first time or maybe the 50th time that you are made to bring God glory. Look, whether you resolve it or not, it's still true, right? It just is. We had no say in the matter. It's how God made us. But if you resolve it in your heart, then you will be living in God's purpose for your life. Everything you do will be founded upon that. So we're going to go forward from here in the next few weeks, the next few messages in this series. We're going to talk about more of the specifics and how to actually do that, how to actually live on purpose. But this is where we start. The chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. And that is our purpose. And when we live this way, you guys, when we live to reflect Him to the world around us, we experience a joy and a fulfillment that no one and nothing can take away from us. So let's take a moment to pray. And I want you to just, as much as, you, as, much as possible, wherever you are, to just quiet your mind and your heart before God. And let's just take a minute and repurpose, repurpose in our hearts that we want to honor God and glorify him in our everyday, no matter what you may find yourself be doing. Will you pray with me? Lord, I thank you 
that from the beginning, Lord, from before the beginning, you saw us, that you placed uh, a purpose in our lives to reflect your goodness and your reality to the world. Lord, it's such an honor to have a part to play. God, it's so amazing to know that I can live in such a way that will cause people to look to you. But Lord, I confess, I need help. So often, God, I make the wrong choice. I say the wrong thing. I don't reflect you, but I reflect my own selfishness, God, or my own ego. God, forgive me for those times. Lord, would you help me today? Would you help everyone who's praying this prayer with me this morning to resolve to honor you and bring glory to your name by the way I live, Lord? Be with us today, God. Help us to live with the confidence that you are with us, that your scriptures say that you will fulfill your purpose in our lives as we seek to honor and glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a great week.